Good morning and welcome to BMI, Bible Made Simple. I am your host, Pastor Dr. Yvonne Scott Miller. I want to start off by asking you this question. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Did you know that it doesn't matter what your birth circumstances are, that you are very special to God? It doesn't matter if you were born into a two-parent home. It doesn't matter if you were adopted. It doesn't matter if your birth was because of negative circumstances. No matter what your circumstances are, you are very special to God. Jesus said in Luke 12 and 7, he said, he has even numbered every hair on your head. Jeremiah says he knows your end from your beginning. He wants great things for you. The old folks would say that he knows you from the cradle to the grave. But you know, that's, that, that's not really technically correct. Because the truth is that he even knew you before you made it to the cradle. What? He knew me before I made it to the cradle. Go with me this morning, first of all, to the book of Genesis. Let's go to the very beginning so we can see just who you are. And this is what I'd like to do. I definitely need you to put your eyes on the word, the word of God. You know, whether you're going to be using your Bible when we sit down and talk or whether you use an app, but it's good to hear me. But sometimes when you put your eyes on the word, things are cemented in a little bit better. And there'll be times when I'll read the word to you, but I want to make some bullet points that will stick in your mind and and those bullet points will be given so that when you read on your own some other scripture, some other time, that it will make reading simpler or it'll make sense or it'll make it much more relatable. Because for me, I had to use the wisdom of the Holy Spirit embedded in me to figure out how to read this Bible. You see, if I give my testimony, my testimony was that I was called in August of 2008 to become a pastor. And it was August the 8th, 2008, that I said yes, after, after, after much prayer, much consultation. But I, I was busy. I was an obstetrician and a gynecologist, delivering babies and taking care of women. And at that time, I also had three children and was married and a busy, busy practice. I said, Lord, I accept the call, but where am I going to fit my 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 day into going to seminary. How how are you how are you gonna work that thing out? And uh, he quickly said, mm -hmm, "I will teach you." So from August of 2008 until today, I have been a student of the Holy Spirit. So everything that I teach you is knowledge that I've learned from the Holy Spirit. But yeah, he has also sent me wonderful mentors. When I got stuck on a question that he would give me, he'd have me to turn the television on and, and, and a wonderful man would, who would be a pastor of a big church would answer that question off the bat. I said, okay, thank you, Lord. And then for one season, I'd be under the tutelage of this pastor. And then another season, I'd be under the 
TV tutelage of another pastor. And then he, he would send me to another church to worship and another church to worship. So God uses men and women in different venues to bless you and to teach you and to educate you. So when we begin to try to make the Bible simple, one of the first things that I always want to say to you is that, listen, just simply listen. Listen to the word of your pastor or the minister before you. Turn your television on to some words sometime. Turn your radio on to some words sometime. And what you're going to find is that the more word you absorb, absor- absorb rather into your spirit, the more word you get in your spirit, the more things in your life start to change and to make sense. In that season in my life in 2008, things were very, very complicated, very complicated. They were financially complicated. They were complicated relationally. They were complicated with caring for elderly parents. And if it was not for the word, um, it was my strength. It was my strength. I remember many days running into the uh, my house after a busy day in the office with my white jacket on. I'd say hello to the children, and I'd run upstairs to my closet and get on my face and get in the Word because I needed some Word, some strength to pull me through my day. And if it had not been for the Word in 2008, 2009, all the way to now, we would not be talking. So back to the question, who are you? I apologize for that rambling, but sometimes the testimony does the spirit good because the word is said that we are overcome by the word of a testimony. So I don't know who that was for, but he had me to spit it out and I pray that it bless somebody. But let's go back to the question, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And the first thing I want to teach this morning is that you are one three-part man. I need you to put your eyes in the very beginning at Genesis, the first chapter. I'm going to read the 26th, 27th, and 28th verse. So if you've got your Bible, if you've got your iPad, if you've got your phone, Let's put your eyes with me on Genesis, the first chapter, the 26th, 27th, and 28th verse. I want to make a special note at the very beginning. It is not a sin to write in your Bible. So if there's something I say that you want to make a note of, then write in the Bible. I like to write in my Bible, and I like to date it. And when the Holy Spirit does some drop-down information into my spirit, I write it, date it, and I time it because I think it's so special that when I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him and he's talking to me, that I want to record it. And my Bible is that recorded information of our conversations together. If we read Genesis 1 and 26, it reads like this. I call this um, the continuation of the heavenly first conference call. The first conference call began in Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, 
and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the third says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. I call that the first heavenly conference call. That's the conference call between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You see, it's God the Father who is willing something. It's God the Son who is speaking it. And it's God the Holy Spirit who's going and doing the work. That's the first heavenly conference call. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God willed it. Jesus spoke it, and then the Holy Spirit was able to do it. How you get Jesus out of that, Pastor Yvonne? How you get Jesus? Jesus' name is nowhere in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. No, it isn't. But it is in John, First John, the first chapter. Let's, uh, let me flip. I didn't say that because the Holy Spirit is taking me in a different direction. So let me flip over to John and uh, read what it says in John. Because it's in John that makes us know that the word that we hold in our hand is a holy word. It's a word that is alive. It is a word that must be reverenced. And that's why when we're in a public gathering of, of one or two people, that we stand for the reading of the word because the word is alive. Because it says in John 1, in the beginning, this is John 1 and 1, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. See, I told you, Jesus is there all along. Let me read it to you again. This is John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and the word, excuse me, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And then when you flip down to the 14th verse, it says, and the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Yes, Jesus was at the very beginning with God. Jesus was at the very beginning with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was the word that was made flesh. Jesus is the one who we hold in our hand when we flip our Bible. And I guess he could be the one you holding in your hand when you got your iPod and your phones in your hand and on your Bible app. But the word is reverence. The word is alive. The word is Jesus. No, no, no. Let me get back on track. That, that's not what I was planning to teach. But I took the time to show you the first heavenly conference call. The first heavenly conference call began in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. And so when I'm trying to explain who you are, and I take you to Genesis 1 and 26, then that is a continuation of the heavenly conference call. So let me read it to you, because it, very be it begins by saying, Genesis 1 and 26, and God said, let us make man. Underline us if you have a Bible. 
because it reminds you that it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. No, the word Trinity is not anywhere in the Bible, but it is implied throughout the Bible. God is God. God is Jesus. God is the Holy Spirit. God is fully God. God is fully Jesus. And God is fully the Holy Spirit. But they are three. But all three are fully God. So all three of them are talking in this Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air. Them, them, I, I, I thought I thought it was just Adam. Them, you see, the them is, keep on reading. <laughs> let me not, let me not, let me not, let me not interrupt myself. Let's keep on reading. Let me go back to the beginning. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, who is then them? Male and female created he them. So God created male and female at the same time. 28th verse reads, and God blessed them. Who are you? You are a blessed creation of God. You are three part man. Yep, I said it. You're three part man. And, and you know, when I was a child, I used to read Genesis 1, and then I jump down to Genesis 2, and I keep asking the question, why is he redundant? Didn't he create man in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28? And then I, I go back down to Genesis 2 and 7, where it says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Didn't he become a living soul in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 when he made him? And I can remember being a little girl saying, God, why did you duplicate yourself? Why were you redundant? I didn't use the word redundant because I didn't know what redundant meant. I was a little girl. But I can see myself sitting on the floor at my home in Louisiana asking that question. Why did God repeat himself? But it wasn't until... The Holy Spirit started to teach me that I realized what was going on in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. You see, in Genesis 1, he made us male and female in spirit. It said, let us make man in our image. God is a spirit. The Holy Spirit is a spirit. So God made us as a spirit first. He made us as spirit man first. And then when we put our eyes on Genesis 2 and 7, that is where he forms us 
and we become flesh. And that is, he then breathes into our lungs. And that's when we, when we become a soul, a living being. Let me, let me rewind. Rewind. He creates us as a spirit man in Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28. And that it is in Genesis 2 and 7 that he forms us, creates us as flesh. And when he breathes into us, then that is when we become a living soul. Your soul is your mind, will, emotion, imagination, intellect. That's when we become a living soul. So God breathes into us the breath of life. And who do we become? We become his child. We become his creation. Who are you? You are a child of the Most High God. Who are you? You are a child of the King. Who are you? You are a creation of God. God the Father created you and blew into your lungs the breath of life. And every day you wake up and take that first breath, then he's continuing that breath in your life because of his love for you. Who are you? You are a child of the king. He so perfectly made you that he made you in spirit. Then he made you in flesh. And then he gave you a soul. He made you unique. He made you special. He made you his child. You are a child of the king. What? What was that? Somebody said, I didn't come from the dirt. Somebody said, I didn't pop up from no dirt. I, I don't, I ain't no dirt. <laughs> Let's take a walk to Jeremiah 1 and 5. Jeremiah 1 and 5 is one of my most quoted, probably, uh, scriptures in the Bible. No, you're not dirt. Well, actually, you are dirt because the word says that ashes to ashes, dust to dust, we return back to the to the dirt. So actually, we are dirt. Um, but this is how we're made. And Jeremiah 1 and 5 tells us how we're made now. The first Adam, God touched and formed and made from the dust of the dust of the ground and blew into his life. But this is how you and I were created. And this is how our children and our children's children are created. So please put your eyes on Jeremiah 1 and 5. For everything you need to know, there's an answer in the word. And this is how you were created. Jeremiah 1 and 5 reads, Before I formed thee in the belly, before I formed thee in the belly, the eye is Father God. The eye is Jehovah God. Uh, I'll back it up to, to Jeremiah 1 and 4 for clarity so that you're not just taking my word for it. Now, now, if you have a Bible, 
and you're looking at a King James, or you should be looking any any of the versions. When you look at Jeremiah 1 and 4, I want to show you a principle or a truth of the word that carries on throughout the entire word. And, and it carries on from Genesis to Revelations. And so when you see that, it, it kind of lets you know who the conversation is all about, who's, who's in the conversation, I'll put it that way. Because when you look in Jeremiah 1 and 4, it says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Look at Lord. Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. If your version does not have it, then find another version. When anywhere in the word, if you see capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, they are talking about your father, God. They are talking about Jehovah, God. Jehovah is his name. David told us that in the book of Psalms. Um, they're talking about Jehovah, God. They're talking about the father. If you see capital L, little o, little r, little d, anywhere in the word, Genesis to Revelations, it's talking of referencing Jesus. Let me repeat that again. Anytime you see in the word from Genesis to Revelations, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, they're talking, the person speaking or being spoken of is Jehovah God. When you see in the word, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, then the person speaking or being spoken of is Jesus. If you see little L, little O, little R, little D, then he's talking about man. So you've got three lords in the Bible, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is Jehovah God, capital L, little O, little R, little D. Jesus, and little l, little o, little r, little d is talking about man. The same principle applies to when you see the word spirit in the Bible. If it's a capital S anywhere in the Bible, S-P-I-R-T, it's referencing the Holy Spirit. If it's a little s, P-I-R-T, then it's not the Holy Spirit. So pay attention when you're reading the words to the capital letters when they occur uh, inside of a scripture, even at the beginning of a scripture, it generally is referencing deity, the deity being God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now back to what I was saying. No, you're not created from the dirt. Listen, listen to Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. Then the word of the Lord, Jehovah, came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. I read out a King James Version because that's what I was taught, King James Version. That's what I grew up on, King James Version. That's just the version I like. But I encourage you that if you're beginning to study the Bible, that you find yourself a good side-by-side Bible. Any side-by-side Bible that includes the King James Version alongside something else is a great place to start. 
but I really think that King James is the meat of the matter. Uh, I, I made an error one time and said that King James is closest to what Jesus said, and that's not true. There were other versions before that, but to me, when I read King James, I feel like I'm, um, I'm right there in the mix of what was really going on. Um, so choose whatever version you want, but I encourage you to get a King James Bible side by side with another Bible. Okay, rewind. Let's get back to the point. Again, Jeremiah 1 and 4 is saying the same thing that Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 and 7 said. Genesis Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5 is saying that you were created in spirit, you're created in flesh, and you're created in as a soul. Again, I'll rewind. Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5 is saying the same thing that Genesis 1, 26, 27, and Genesis 2 and 7 said. It's saying that we are three-part man, we are spirit first, we are flesh second, and then we are soul in that order. We are spirit first, we are flesh second, and we are soul third. Show me, Pastor Yvonne. Show me, Pastor Yvonne. Put your eyes on Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed thee, before I put you in your mother's womb as something that someone could tangibly see if they had a microscope. Before I put the sperm and egg together and made a little bitty seed that was deposited into the womb as something that microscopically could be seen, which is still flesh. Before I did that, before I put you in the belly, what does it say? I knew thee. I, being God, knew you. Before God put you in your mother's womb, he knew you because you were spirit. You were a spirit being first. You were hanging out in heaven with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God before you were placed in your mother's womb. You were a spirit man created first. And then he took your spirit and placed it in that little bitty thing we call a sperm and an egg combination that was placed in your belly. It's right there. Before I placed you in the belly, before I placed you in the belly, I knew you. I knew you when you were with me. We had a relationship. New in the Hebrew means intimate relationship. It wasn't I waved at you as I passed by. I created you on a, a platform on a, on a, uh, a conveyor belt and kept 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 it moving, kept moving. No, new means intimate. We had an intimate relationship. You had an intimate relationship with your father. He knew you before he even placed you in his in the womb. And when he made you spirit, 
and he put your spirit inside that little bitty egg and placed you in the womb, then he kept on working. He says, while you were there, I ordained you. I kept on talking to you and I, and I ordained you. What does ordain mean, pastor? He says, I gave you authority even when you were in the womb. I gave you authority to be what I sanctified you to be. What does sanctified mean, pastor? I means I set you apart. Can't nobody do what you do the way you do when you do it. When you do it, do do so well. Sanctified means that I set you apart to be what I called you to be. I've got seven kingdoms, he says, and I need you to take part in whatever kingdom I've signed you to. I've got the kingdom of arts and entertainment. I've got the kingdom of media and communication. I've got the kingdom of the kingdom of religion. I've got the kingdom of education. I've got the kingdom of business. I've got the kingdom of government. I've got the kingdom of family. I've got seven kingdoms. And so I have ordained that you're going to take over one, two, three, four, maybe even all seven, depending on how much work I can put you in, put trust you with. I've got seven kingdoms. And so I have set you apart to be over that kingdom. And when you find that kingdom, I've ordained that you will be blessed. I have ordained that you will be in authority. I have ordained that you will be in control. I have ordained that you will take dominion over that kingdom. When you follow my path, when you follow my word, when you follow my unction, when you follow my leading, then I will lead you to that sanctified place that I've set you apart in. And I have ordained that it is in that place that you will be blessed. It is in that place that you will find your Garden of Eden. It is in that place that you will find your Canaan land. That is the place that I've ordained you to be blessed. And you will not find that place unless you follow my leading. Yes, you will be